You're always on your damn phone. But it's so silent. We're recording, by the way. I just want you to know. I so know. All of this ridiculous banter that you. Oh my god. Sick of your shit. Shut up. Sick of your shit. This is how we're starting. Yeah. This is how we're starting. This is this is just what it is, Ashley. You get on my damn nerves, and I just have to accept it. Did you get on my nerves? Just like you do. Yeah, but I'm allowed to, cause it's my show. Yeah, at least it's you got some organization show. to the show. Finally, <laughs> we got we get to sign in and all that jazz. Ooh, well, that's 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 we're gonna talk about that, and that that we'll talk about that. But you're whack. I just want you to know that. Oh, harsh. <laughs> oh well. But what are you doing? Why are you messing with stuff? She's about to eat on us piece of candy while we're recording. Like that what? really makes sense. Right. Cause she's Ashley. And Ashley At least I'm not makes good. no sense whatsoever. Same difference. I'm so sick of Ashley. I'm sick of you. It's your eyes and your ears and your mouth and your nose, head and your shoulders, your knees and your toes. I'm trying to love this moment. No, seriously, when it's out, I cried the entire time I was in this game. I know. I sure did. Like the first time I tried, I was like, no! Damn it, Mac! Rest in peace, Mac, by the way. Got a head in the clouds. Don't need to be lower. And it just so happens is the album is like it just because it's all he's singing most of the album, and the John Bryan produced the well he finished it for him. But it's just a lot of this like the, all the songs sound like this and that tone and that. It's like so it's like. Damn it! It's like I would like I needed an upbeat album, not cry. <laughs> it's not upbeat, so it don't help me. It just made it worse. <laughs> Pouring his heart out to us. Oh no, it's a, it's a it's amazing album. It's amazing. I know we try, and the days they go by until we get home. There's water in the flowers, let's grow. People, they lie. Yeah, they Ashley so be lying. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Ashley be lying about her hoes. I don't have none. She just lied until she whatever. We just caught you in a lie. No, I don't. Mm-mm. Nobody yeah. wants me. That's what? a lie. Nobody wants lies. me. Lies you tell. Lies you tell. We not buying that shit. We not buying that shit. I can guarantee you. Ah, uh, all right. Well, as much as I would love to sit here and call on Ashley, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh-huh. But with that, but first and foremost, um... I am Will K the King, and this, and this is, this is, this is, this, this is, is, this is. This is. <laughs> Knew where this was going. That wasn't on purpose. That was that was a that was a freestyle. You know what it is, talent. <laughs> um, this is this is this is the Down with the King podcast. 
Um, I am Will K. The King. And um, I said that in the wrong order, but fuck it. Who cares? Fuck wow. it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Wealth. <laughs> Terrible. Um, Terrible. <laughs> and this is episode 42. Uh, I thought it was 41. It's not. It's 42, and there's a reason for it. <laughs> okay. All right. There's a, a reason for it. This is episode 42. And today I am joined by my frequent annoyance, Ashley K A Y. Mm-hmm. Ashley K is in the building on her fucking phone. What up? What up? Setting up a booty call after the pod. I don't have that. Setting so. up a booty call after the pod. No, I highly doubt that. Yeah, yeah. All right, Ashley. I see you. <laughs> Uh-uh. Also, we are also joined by the homie D. What's up, bro? What's good, you? Hey, man. Uh, welcome to the pod. Um, welcome, everyone. It's been a minute. Um, life. <laughs> um, also, me trying to figure it out, figure out this pod shit and how I'm going to do it in 2020. Um, so I'm going to start there just to kind of give everybody a heads up of what this is going to be going forward. So with that, with, the, with the being said is this. So what I've been fighting since I've started this podcast is I've been listening to podcasts for years. And so in my head, I didn't want to do a podcast that was just me. I just didn't because I don't want to hear my voice that often. Me I just neither. Don't. Well, whatever, nigga. You <laughs> women love my voice, first of all. So fuck Ooh, you. Whatever the case may be. Um, I just didn't want to listen to my voice just like without and also it's just weird. Um, because the whole reason I wanted to do a podcast is so I can have a conversation. And so having a conversation with yourself is weird. It's just and also nuts. Oh, you don't say. So my goal was always to have a consistent co host and you know, we can, you know, and kind of build it up that way. And so first few months it was me and you know C Wade and you know but we weren't consistently recording and so you know it was a frustration because I'm like okay well now I need to find a consistent co-host because uh, C Wade's wife doesn't let him out the house all the time yeah. <laughs> so but he claims he's not married but we all know he's that. definitely married he's, married. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. definitely married so he is I, I can't get permission and I, I thought about doing a permission, permission slip and but that didn't work out either <laughs> So, with that being said, I've, I've kind of been this thing is trying to figure out, okay, I need a consistent co-host, consistent co-host, and so recently, after much thought, and I said, you know what, I just need to embrace what my podcast is going to be, and sometimes it takes it you saying, you know what, this is just what my show is going to be, and it's going to be a show with me and a bunch of other niggas, whoever it's going to be. Whoever it is that week is going to be whoever the, whoever joins me, and it's going to be I me. Mean, it's going to be basically Will K and friends, so to speak. Um, well, shout out to me who did you're, you know you're, step you're, up. You're not you know, a friend recently, but um, um, <clears throat> she does have a life. Um, I, <laughs> I guess he failed to mention a part that you know I have stepped in you know within the past couple of months. So Ashley yay, give it up for Ashley K. But you're still not a friend though. Yeah, no, she's an enemy. She's right. definitely an enemy. Okay, uh, it's gonna be Will K and friends, or Will K and enemies, in the case of Ash. <laughs> so, with that being said, so what we're doing, or what I'm doing going forward, is, like I said, it's just gonna be, well, it's gonna basically be a, re, a, re, a variety show podcast, in some extent of it, it's gonna be a different guest every every time. Um, is yeah, whoever's gonna come and shoot the shit with me, basically. Um, and it's and for the most part, it'll probably be people I'm a, a rock with like that. I'm not gonna just invite anybody. Like if you're a random ass person, you probably ain't get them a pot unless you find. Then you might. If you're a fine chick, you might you might get a pass. Well, you might. So it's a background You might. 
you might. <laughs> no. Like somebody actually got some fine friends. They might make the cut. I don't know. But I um, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no. So, but <laughs> all serious no. Yeah, so what I'm doing is so what you what you'll find for anybody that listens to the pod going forward, there is a link that is going to be in the description of the pod when I post it. And if you are interested in joining the pod, you can go in there and it's basically like an appointment book. Um, we typically record on weekends, so Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Um, so if you wanna, if you wanna potentially um, sign up to join the pod on one a weekend, sign up, and then I'll if if I fuck with you like that, you can come through and record. And He'll also j- ask for you to provide uh, your social security number, um, oh, background yeah. um, check, your blood type. Oh yeah, for sure. Because do you, you can't, have HIV? Yeah, when was it's going to be it's, you're, it's going to be a metal detector at the door. It's going like it's it's going to be. We're going to do a cavity search. Well, yeah, I'll we got we got to make sure who. we protect our investment here. Yeah. Um, but no, like I'm looking forward to just you know, like I say, I want to I'm going to embrace the format because that's just what it's going to be. Um, so that's we'll see how this shit works out. Um, and Ashley and D are the first two two guests to sign up for um uh, to be on this weekend. So I appreciate them coming through. Oh, too bad you don't uh, have a bell. I do, but I'm not. It's sound effect of corny and it's too overdone. <laughs> so I don't want to be like everybody else's podcast and have a bunch of sound effects. Um, it's just so weird. Like that's annoying. Winnie and the button. It's just just weird. Um, So with that being said, um, first, how have you been, Ashley, since you are technically a lady? (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, I have not gotten a sex change yet, so. Sadly? Oh, you want to tell us something? Breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, shit. That's how we're going to set it off? (laughs) No. No. Oh, I mean... 2020, um, just working on a lot of things. I have a lot of writing to catch up on, first and foremost, um, but I also have some projects in the works and all that jazz, and also just trying to, you know, take care of me as well on a, you know, self-love type of thing. Yeah. All right. Best self-love is the best love. Okay, Ari. (laughs) (laughs) The the light-skinned version. Ari Lennox, shout out to her. So I don't know what you do. Nothing much. Just, you know, out here enjoying life, um, doing things, um, just not letting, you know, letting everything around the world or around, you can't let, you can't let the things affect your life. So whatever's going on in your world, you just got to push forward. You got to do things that make you happy, do things that make you smile. I'm happy. I really don't have, I really don't have too many things going on except for a, a, a little, a little medical issue and I can deal with that. So whatever it is, it's good. That's good, man. It's like you said, you gotta do things that make you happy and, and block all the other bullshit. That's just how it is. Um, so we got a, a few things to talk about today. Um, so I'm gonna start with this, and it's gonna lead into a bigger conversation. Oh lord! Um, what you got? So support. It's funny because we just had off uh, a pre-production meeting, so to speak. 
we're giving we're giving um some some Ashley some some life advice because she needs it because we're elder statesmen and she tends to whine a lot. No, <laughs> no. She's very sensitive. Not really. Very, very no, really, I'm, really. I'm, I'm, very, I'm a really, realist. Really, very sensitive. I'm no, very, no, 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 no. She's in tune I'm with her emotional state. No. No, you're sensitive. She's very sensitive. No, I'm not. Very sensitive. It, there's a she difference actually, between... Ashley, you be acting that light skin. It's supposed to be... This, <laughs> See, this is why our black people are at a division. No, stop it. This is not light skin. Stop it. Bringing. This Shut is up. what the white man wants y'all this to do. This is light skin always do. Whatever. Stop yeah. with the dark and the, it's the, the, the light. It's defense mechanism. Whatever. No. So whatever no. the case may be. Um, so, so I, I bring up support, especially support when it comes to the black community. So... Mm-hmm. We always hear, uh, so I guess my question, so for example, I'll bring it up. One of, uh, I guess my thing is, when it comes to the black community, what I've noticed for most of my life, especially as I've been older, especially if you start to see more people, black community, people in the black community opening their own businesses and things like that, there's this, um, I don't believe in blind loyalty. I don't. I believe in supporting my people, but what I don't believe is supporting my people when the the thing I am going to you for is not quality work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't believe in giving people a pass because they're black if they're not producing high quality work. Because my thing is, why am I going to patron, um, patronize your establishment or whatever service you're offering if the quality of the work you're producing is not up to the snuff or up to the level I should be getting for what I'm paying you to do? Mm-hmm. And that goes for whether it's food, whether it's a cleaning service, whether it's a um, anything, any service I am paying you to do or any product I am paying you for, I should be getting a quality product or service. And what I've I've seen for years is because people are on this whole support black business thing, which is a great, great thing, we tend to give people or our black business owners a pass because it's it's first support black businesses, not, hey, by the way, your work should be your work should be quality work. Mm-hmm. So for example, especially as black women. Whether y'all going to get y'all hair done or going to get y'all nails done, you have situations where the, they triple book themselves and now oh, you have Lord 15 Jesus. people in front of you. Your appointment at three, you don't get seen till six. Glad that I happened, ain't got to deal with that no more. That happened to my my um my sister Nicole on her wedding day, mm-hmm. where her she her she booked her hair done at a certain time because the the hairdresser double triple booked herself we had to push her whole we had to change the whole venue for a wedding everything all get everything i pushed back on the day of her wedding because of the shit Mm-mm-mm. like those type of things can't happen right but it happens more often than not now what i do not believe in is if you have a bad experience with a business of any kind, black or otherwise, going online and bashing them to everyone because I feel like that's counterproductive. You can give them a review. You can either, because my thing is this, being a, um, a, a business owner, a small business owner for sure, there's no, there's no, instru- there's no one instruction manual for everybody. 
and depending on what industry it is or whatever product or service you're doing, there's different ways to skin a cat, so to speak. So with that being said, if a person is not producing quality work, either because they don't know how to manage their time effectively or they, they don't know how to time out how these things, how much time these things are actually going to take, they don't, they're not very well versed because running a business is not an easy thing because a lot of people that have a skill set to do something don't know how to run a business. They don't have business acumen. Mm -hmm. They know, hey, I have a skill. I can do here or I can do this or I can do that. But when it comes to running a business, they that's not their strong suit. So they're kind of running by this, um, flying by the seat of the pants, so to speak. They're learning on the fly. And so if I'm going to frequent your establishment or I'm going to your establishment as a black business owner, what I would prefer and what I would do, if I have a bad experience for whatever that experience may be, I would communicate with you directly, the owner of the business, and say, hey, this is the experience I had, and this is just I've, I just wanted to make you aware because I feel like giving that constructive criticism is how they have to they get better. Mm -hmm. That's how you grow as a business is taking in that feedback and then applying said feedback. It's just like anything else. Now, as a business owner, you also have to be open to that feedback as well. Yeah. You can't be upset when people are not satisfied with the quality of work you are giving them. If they're not satisfied, they ask you for one thing, you give them something totally different. Now. There is a thing about you can't receive, you have to make sure you're, if you're giving that feedback, you can't be yelling, you can't be rude about it. You can be upset. You can say, hey, um, this is not what I asked for. Um, you know, can we get this fixed? What can we do to fix this or whatever? But you can be, like, my thing is this. If it was a white establishment, you you wouldn't be acting out. So don't do it because it's a black establishment. You're going to act a fool about it. Mm -hmm. do, you give them the same respect. Um, if your food is wrong at a restaurant, you say, hey, this is not what I ordered and I want this, I'm going to send it back. Right. You're not going to cuss every motherfucking body out in the building and say, fuck all of y'all. <laughs> fuck you, you bitch. Get fixed this shit now. What the fuck is this shit? Oh, my fucking God. Bitch, blah, that's blah. not what I asked right. for. You're not going to do that. So don't do it because it's a black establishment. Don't do the same thing. And so that we have to, as black people, first and foremost, we have to be open to feedback if you're a business owner. At the same time, when you're giving feedback, you have to give that feedback in a respectful way. Exactly. It's a, there's a way to do it. There's a way to provide constructive criticism. We don't have to accept, because the thing is this, I can support you, but I'm not going to support you if if I go to your establishment the first time and you just you recently opened or you're a new business, I'm going to allow for some type of growing pain. That's just me. Mm. Everybody doesn't do it, I understand, but that's just me. Because if you're just starting, I don't expect you to know everything right back. Everybody's not a business person. Right. right. But over years, if you start to, if you've been doing this for years, at some point, I'm going to start to expect some type of growth. So I should expect that the service I got the first time I went there should should um, be, um, it should be a lot years better by the time I go to the 10th or like a year later. It should be, there should be progression there. Now, if I see that the service has not improved, and I'm going to ask, and that, I'm going to give you two chances. That's just me. I'm going to give you, if I, and, and usually I'm going to give you some time. If I go there when you first start, I'm probably going, if the service is not as good, like if the service is great off the bat, then I'm going to keep going. If I go there the first time and the service is not up to snuff or not to where I think it should be, but I think it can get better, I'm going to wait and give you a chance maybe six months, eight months down the line and say, okay, let me go back because I, you know, if I like the product or the service. So if I like the food, 
but the service wasn't as good. I'm gonna say, where's well, potential here? There's just some things they need to tweak and get better. Let me wait, give me some time, give them some time to get established and get some different um, feet wet, and then I'm gonna come back and see if it's if it's improved. If at that point it hasn't improved, then I might say, all right, well, just to say, you know, they may need more time, and I might, I might, it might be years before I go back, but I'm gonna at least give you a chance now. I'm not going to be one of the people that just go on social media and blast you. Because my thing is, that is so, like, that's, first of all, we need to stop putting our own people in a bad light like that. Because it, it gives black businesses a bad rap when we do that shit. Because mm-hmm. I mean, people, it, it fits all the stereotypes that people have about, about black, black businesses and black people yep. if we do that. Because we're just exacerbating all the stereotypes that white people want to see about us and how we are and how we ain't, we, we never on time. All these little, little stereotypes that they have over black people all that shit does is do the exact it just fits all of those narratives mm. and so I think there's a way to do it um, but I feel like we also have to we have to understand that we can't also accept bad shit especially not consistently bad shit right like mm-hmm. it's just and that gets me to my larger conversation well 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 mm-hmm. um and I've been seeing memes <laughs> and people or quotes or comments and different things. Um, Tyler Perry. Mm-mm. So I'm gonna preface this. I'm you know gonna, I'm gonna have a mouthful to I'm say about preface this. Preface this. And I'm glad I have Ashley here because Ashley is an actress and she also writes anything, so it's a good thing to have her here. Mm-hmm. So, Tyler Perry. So here's the thing. I will be the first to tell you I am not the biggest Tyler Perry fan. I'm just not. Um, and it's nothing against him, but when he started out and people were talking about his plays and things like that, I'm all about, you know, that's great. When he started doing movies, all right, cool. It's been, what, 15 years, roughly, since he's been doing film. He just opened his studio in Atlanta, which is an amazing feat for a black man. His studio is bigger than anybody's studio right now. It's huge. Um, and that's an amazing accomplishment. I am I commend him for that, because that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that... One of the things that Tyler Perry talked about is, you know, when everybody's talking about Oscars so white, I was in my, I was in Atlanta building my own thing. And I'm gonna do my own shit, and that's great. That is an amazing thing. Again, I commend him for that. But then, so recently, Tyler Perry, because he didn't do a recent deal with Netflix where he's producing content for them. So the first of that was his movie. <clears throat> called Fall From Grace or whatever? Was yes. it? Fall From Grace. Mm-hmm. Now, I was, I caught the beginning of like the preview part of somebody I know was watching it when I was leaving their house. Um, and I'm glad. Oh, was this a boo? No. Mm. Okay, okay. Don't, mm. don't go there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was right. an acquaintance. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. It was an acquaintance. Uh-huh. All right. Just, He's giving me a death stare. Calm it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So uh-huh. I'm I'm not you. So here's the thing. So um, I saw the preview of the movie. Now the preview made it look really really good. 
Although the dude's wig when I first saw it, I said, who, <laughs> who still has that haircut? <laughs> Ashtray, bitch. <laughs> who still has that haircut is my first thing in, in 2019, 20, or whatever year it was in this movie. Um, I recognized him because he's from Supergirl. <laughs> but um, he's the black Jimmy Olsen. So, whatever the case may be, I have not watched the movie, so I can't speak from someone who's watched the movie, actually has watched the movie. What I've heard is things I typically hear about Tyler Perry movies. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, Tyler Perry... And I read one article, and I, I kind of agree with from what I've seen of his movies. He very rarely puts women in a position of power. Or the women are always in these situations where they're being they're seen as weak or they fall for, or they need a man to and they fall for whatever whatever bullshit the man is giving them or they're at the whim of this man and then eventually you get to a point where they finally get fed up and they say fuck it and in some instances they say oh well fuck this shit I'm gonna fight back it's never and it's always it's the typical storyline it's not a comedy that's the storyline that happens every time mm-hmm. um, it seems to be a consistent thing um, is these terrible men taking advantage of these women and then these women finally at some point getting the must muster and the strength or the moxie to fight back. I feel like at some point, especially in, we're in this space where especially black women are being lauded and praised for their strength and their in their in their in their, their their strong wills and things like that that I feel like we can get away from the same tire storyline. It's the same way I feel about all the, the Lifetime movies. It's the same fucking storyline. And I feel like Tyler Perry is like the black Lifetime movie yeah, guy. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly what I'm... That's, the, that's what I'm getting at this point. So, there was people... My, my issue is... There were people saying, well, y'all complaining about this movie, but y'all won't talk about your friend who got a bad wig and... Or, <laughs> Or y'all complaining about Tyler Perry don't care if y'all like this movie. And then the excuse was they filmed the movie in five days. days. Blah, blah, blah. And oh my God. Couple things. First and foremost, black people love to deflect. Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. Black people are some deflecting motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. They will deflect some shit. If you want to hold another black person accountable for some shit, they will deflect. Well, what about so and so that did this? Or what about this? Or what about that? What about, or what about that white guy? What about or what Bob? about that white? What about Bob? <laughs> what, about, what about what about um fucking the guy the hair? The, what does this dude the the white movie producer? Oh, Weinstein. Harry, uh, what Weinstein. about Weinstein? What about Kevin Spacey? What about him? What about Jer- Jerry? What about Seinfeld? I don't know. What about Elvis? I don't fucking care. What about fucking Bigfoot? Nigga, it's always <laughs> some <laughs> deflection <laughs> because for whatever reason, we've built in this thing that, which is Connor, is so Connor productive. And it's also Sweep it under so the rug. weird because. <laughs> Black people have hurt people to tear each other down. Yep. 
um, on some, like, when it's not warranted, but when it's warranted, all of a sudden, we can't do it. Yep. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Y'all niggas let R. Kelly slide for years on mm-hmm. bullshit. Y'all let Bill Cosby slide for years on oh, bullshit. Oh, but the excuses... Even beyond him drugging people, him being a... Him patronizing black people, telling them how, oh, y'all basically niggas, and y'all niggas need to stop being niggas and pull your pants up, or y'all, like, all yep. these other things, and all these things that he deemed that they weren't... But the excuse right. was is that, oh, he was getting ready to buy NBC. He that was about to be would. on for the people. And, I mean, those girls knew Bill, what they were doing. They want to fuck R. Kelly. That wasn't his fault. Them bitches knew what they was doing. They wanted to fuck again, him. I will say this. In the case of Bill Cosby, and I had this conversation with one of my um, employees once, and I said, hey. She said, well, those women knew. I said, you're right. And even if they knew, if they had every intention of fucking him when they went to his room, mm-hmm. that is okay until you drug them. Exactly. Or when they once, they change their mind and say, say no. no yeah. Or you drug them before they have the chance. Mm-hmm. You've taken away their ability to say no. Mm-hmm. At that point, that consent, changes everything. Yep. Because you can go up there with the intention, but you always have the option to change your mind. But once you drug them, you take you took that option away from them. And that's a crime. And, and at that it point, is a crime. That, is, that is preying on you, that you are a predator at that point. And that is And he even my, omitted that. And, that. and that's the thing. So, with that being said, when it comes to Tyler Perry, people don't want us to be critical of him. Here's my thing. First and foremost. And then I'm going to chime in. You can't... Okay, we went through this whole thing where everybody was lauding him for opening his own productions, his movie studio, all these things, right? So why then are you making movies in five days? That's the first thing. You own the studio! Mm-hmm. You own it! You own the fucking studio! And you are pretty much a studio. You own the studio. The shit has your name on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have a replica White House on your studio. Yep. <laughs> All these big studio lots. Mm-hmm. Big movies were filmed there. Yep. Five days. In five days. Five days. Five days. In five days. Second thing. That can't be an excuse as to why the movie was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, it just can't. It just fucking can't. It just can't. If the writing is the writing is good, exactly. you can make some good shit in five days. Yes. Um, I'm just going to chime in when I say this. Remember the Blair Witch Project? That was done how many days? Shit, wasn't they doing that in like 48 hours? Something like that. Yeah, but that was a student film originally. But still, though. Yeah. The, the, the writing was... Suburb. But yeah, but it was low budget and I think they didn't intend for it to like be big though. No, it, it blew up. Yeah. It blew up. It was that good. It just blew up. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean let you I mean let me finish one thing. So here's my thing. we <clears throat> I commend and I applaud Tyler Perry for all he's accomplished doing it his way. Um and this actually it it it, it piggybacks off of his recent comments that he doesn't, he's the only writer. He yeah, doesn't have people, a, he, that, that's a big He giveaway. doesn't have a writing room. Uh. 
Um, he said he had one and it was a nightmare for him. Yeah. Uh, and the only way a writing room is a nightmare for you is if you don't you think your ideas are always better than everyone else's. Yep. And at right. that point, that's an ego thing. Mm-hmm. Which, on some level, if your person is going to eventually own your own studio, you have to have an ego to some point. But at some point, you also, my thing is this. All of the accomplishments in the world to me, and this is just me. And, okay, so I'll, I'll say this. And I, to some extent, I get it. And it's also going to be this. You're going to play to your constituency. It's the same thing that Donald Trump does. Mm-hmm. He plays to the people who he knows is going to vote for him or going to support him. Tyler Perry does the same thing. Yep, he's yep. he's playing to the lowest common denominator. These people are going to like the righteous shit I put out. Yep. Which, for people that don't know, is not just black people. Most probably more white people watch this shit than black people. And honestly, I feel like and because those white it fits every stereotype that black that people they think are black, are black people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all these white people are watching these Tyler Perry movies. Not because and of and that's, and that's what they're getting. More of their they oh just yep see that's, this I is how niggers act. Oh, this is how they yeah that's what I thought. Coming on stage. That's what I thought. That's exactly what it is. And that's fine. Yeah, that's your demographic. However, here's my thing. As black people, yeah. as much as we want to support our black people, I have to support you doing better. Mm-hmm. I have to want you to do better. And I feel like at this point, you've been doing this long enough where his quality of product should be better. I'm all about growth. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as an artist, you get better um, for one, by accepting um, criticism and feedback, but also being open and honest with yourself mm-hmm. and saying, yo, I need to do something different. You can't do the same story for 20 years and like, and because look, look, because people still buy the shit, fuck it. Fuck the quality as long as people paying for it. And that is a problem I have with Tyler Perry because at some point... You have to understand, because it's one thing, all these accomplishments and shit, that's great, that's great, that's great. But you have to take some fucking pride in your work, bro. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem I have. And, I, and anybody got a fucking problem with me saying that, you can come argue me and shit all day. But if I am going to stick by the whole support black business, support black artists, I'm going to support the artists that are pushing things forward, who are challenging themselves to do different things, like a Ava DuVernay or a Ryan Coogler or a Lena Waithe, who are are pushing the envelope to to tell different stories about, not just the same, they're different stories about black people in ways that are very creative and honest. And you and a woman suit and, baby and, mamas or and Medea going to jail. Your or children can't to, read or write past the third grade. Like, it's the same like, shit. Also, I'm go- my, you telling me that you have five days to film a movie does not justify your bad wigs or your bad movie. <laughs> Because first and foremost, nigga, you've been putting bad wigs on people since your first movie when you had that damn braid wig on fucking Shamar Moore. Moore. <laughs> we just talked about that. <laughs> that was the this, start of this the This ain't bad new, nigga. Era. This is not new. This is an ongoing thing. You've been putting bad wigs on niggas. This is not a new thing. So for you to blame the, the whole five-day thing is the reason? No, nigga, this is an ongoing thing with mm-hmm. you. And I'm sorry is I need to expect better from you. And I know, yeah, he probably doesn't give a fuck about what I'm saying. Yep. Right. And that's a problem that he doesn't care that we are like, yo, we want you to do more, do better. This whole, I don't have a writer's room.
room, that's your ego. And at some point, you're going to let your ego get you to the point where you're going to keep doing the same shit and you're going to look back at your career. And you might be proud because you got all this money, but I'm going to still look at you the same way and be like, yo, but did you push the court? Because other than, other than benefiting you, yep. other than benefiting Tyler fucking Perry, what did you do for a culture? Mm. What did you add to the culture? Ooh, I built what studio. did you do? Did you give? Did you no? Did, what did you do? Yep, I opened a studio. I put I in a bunch of a bunch of famous black people who bust their ass and they actually did add to the culture on your buildings. Yep. All the people you got on those buildings, mm-hmm. those people actually pushed the um, the culture forward. What did you do? Mm-hmm. You made money off of catering to the lowest common denominator. And then said, fuck it. It's like the um, episode of Family Guy where Brian was mad because he kept writing a book and nobody would buy it. So he wrote a stupid book, and that book is the one everybody loved because yep. he yeah. catered to the lowest common denominator because mm-hmm. he knew people would buy it. Right. It's the same thing. Yes, it is. Oh, they're going to buy this shit that where everybody's cooning because it's the same people that watch reality shows. Uh-huh. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go watch this bullshit. Oh, Madea's in a Madea suit. Oh, that's so hilarious. Yeah. Call the pow, pow, pow. <laughs> Call the pow, pow, pow. Oh, she's so black. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> no. I mean, it's... I'm just... I, I can't. That's true, though. So, this is where I come in, because as being an actress, a writer, director, and all that jazz and stuff, and being in the industry, of course, this is the irritation of my soul, because... Weird flex. Huh? Weird flex, but okay. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, so this has been an ongoing battle, especially in the industry, and... In, in, Fortunately, with the Detroit industry, <laughs> it's a lot of clicks and it's a lot of people who are very biased to the whole Tyler Perry thing. And there's been a lot of arguments and backlash for people who actually disagreed and, of course, said that Tyler Perry stuff was trash. Um, and apparently, a lot of people who are against those that say that, oh, this was terrible and this was trash, they're being labeled haters because they think that <laughs> can you accept what Tyler Perry did for our culture? He made a studio and blah, 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 so you're just being a hater. you just mad because at the end of the day, he's still collecting a check. He's still getting paid and blah, blah, blah. So I had to go on my semi-soapbox um, and post a status on Wednesday. So it's kind of lengthy, but I'm going to try and get through it. So I said it's sad to see how some, not all folks, don't understand the difference between constructive criticism and someone legit hating. If you're a part of the industry and you always talk about wanting to become a major player in Hollywood or winning an Oscar, et cetera, et cetera, stop praising mediocrity. Just because the project was complete in a record-breaking time doesn't make it spectacular. That's one of the major issues we have now. Stop rushing gen- Stop rushing things just so you can say, oh, look at me, I'm making a film, blah, 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 because unfortunately a lot of you Detroit people do that. I'm not dropping names or anything like that, but y'all just seem to just post a whole bunch of shit, shit uh, just to say that, oh, look, I'm making a film, blah, blah, blah. That's a sidebar. But now, unless you are... I filmed this on my iPhone for, in four days. Uh, and somebody actually did do that with a film. Not gonna go there. And it was It trash. was 11, though, so it had three cameras. <laughs> and it was inspired by Nipsey Hussle. Oh, no. Nipsey Hussle's turning his grave off of that film. But uh, now, unless you enjoy mediocrity, then go ahead and love it. But if you're like me, who is actually in love with the craft, think about mediocrity. it like this. What if Spike Lee decided not to fight for proper funding for the movie Malcolm X and said, F it. Let's just roll with what we got. What if Tarantino decided not to fire one of his feature extras for not knowing their character's backstory? What if George Lucas decided not to reshoot certain parts of Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope? There is a reason why these three filmmakers have the respect that they do in this industry. They fought for their vision and they refused to settle. 
Last year, I filmed a project that I had to put on hold because the cinematographer didn't capture the vision that I was looking for. And because I know the standards that I set for myself, I had to shelf the project until further notice. It was frustrating, but what would have been more frustrating was putting out a project that me and my other actors would have cringed at. I say this to say that we live in a world now where it seems that having high standards is considered doing too much. But we all sell ourselves short every time we choose to settle or half-ass something. Folks didn't become successful by rushing projects and just halfway doing it. They gave it their all every time, and if they made a mistake, guess what? They learned from it and applied it to future works. So before you're quick to call somebody a hater, ask yourself, did I do my best, or did I just rush to try and impress people with the work that I am creating? Thank you for enjoying my long-winded tech talk. And this uh, this public service announcement been brought to you by Ashley K A Y. Um, she is annoying, um, but she has a point. I mean, so the thing is, is I, when I watched it the other day, um, it was very boring. I, I fell asleep four, four to five times watching a fall from grace. Um, I would say the best part was when the lady killed herself in the first thirty seconds, which I also have issues with the way they set that whole suicide attempt up, which was not realistic. Go ahead and explain it. Um, so in the opening, there's this lady. She's elderly, and she's Spoiler alert. Bingo. And I don't care because, I mean, the, the movie's Spoiler trash anyways. But she's not even at the top of the building of the house. She's, like, right in between, like, the lower part. So it's like the jump, she could have, like, broke her legs, but it wasn't a jump to her death. It wasn't that deep well, enough. It depends on how she landed. If she landed how on did her she head. Land? Oh, yeah, how she landed? We didn't see that part. Yeah, I mean, it's just, we just saw her, her jump, and that was Actually, it. Let me give my little question. <laughs> but mind you, so there's a she's police officer old. that's like, old. yeah, but there, there's a police officer that's like right next to the window, and he's just yelling for her not to jump. But then, out of nowhere, they flash this big-ass spotlight on the elderly woman, and then he's yelling, back up, back up! And then she just decides to jump to her death. Now, if I recall, usually when officers are called to a scene where there's an attempt suicide, they usually have people at the bottom. Um, usually for that fire department's call. Yeah, so usually there's supposed to be people at the bottom, so if the person tries to jump to their death, they're down there to catch them. And it seems like there was nobody there. And also, mind you, this is the same police officer that in the middle of the movie, he arrests a guy, and then when he gets a call, he tells the guy to wait right here and then pulls off and never comes back. So there's a dude, mind you, standing at a liquor store, chained up in handcuffs for the rest of the movie, and we don't see him again. So we're just like, what the fuck? So is he just sister from family um, matters? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, but then it also happened too towards the end where he tried to arrest um, one of the kidnappers, and also you see if you have to pay very close attention. I'm one of those nitpicking people because I'm a thing. I have a thing for continuity. Um, the handcuffs wasn't even on this person, like. He, he bends her over, puts the handcuffs on her, tells her to wait right here. Again, same officer. Wait right here. But then somehow she magically gets downstairs to follow him because the handcuffs, even though she has her hands behind her back, you can kind of tell that they're not on all the way. And I'm just like... So what you're saying is, is like um, when Kelly Rowan was texting Nelly on the Microsoft Excel on her two-way? <laughs> yes. Or... So what you're saying is Tyler Perry thinks he liked the No Limit of Movies. Like put like that's why every time I heard that five day thing, I'm like, nigga, think you know let me records? Uh, what the fuck is this? Yeah, we're gonna put out 15 albums this week. 
Nigga, no. <laughs> um, there was also um, a funny part where they, the scene where they were at a diner. This is like a greasy mom and pop's diner where allegedly they serve wine at. Didn't know. Um, but the extras is what really cracked me up because there was a guy sitting in the back and he had a plate full of fries. But... He was in the air instead because for some reason he was afraid to like eat the fries. So he had a fork and literally it was like he felt he looked like he was nervous. Like, oh, if I don't get this right, Tyler Perry's going to fire my ass. And so instead of picking up the fry and eating it and putting it in his mouth, he said, fuck it. I'll just wing it and pretend like, oh, you see this fork that's going in my mouth? Yeah, nobody's going to notice. And then he looked directly into the camera. Not once, not twice, but he did it three times. I don't know who was watching. Uh, and I don't know who no was over. paying attention because it was done in five days. Yeah. And Give then. Um, Give me five. Yeah. Give me five. Give me five. Nope. Mm-mm. I can't hear myself either. Well, it, that happens. Okay. That does nothing to do with you. Uh, as long as I can you can hear me too. Use the recording, so don't worry about it. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. It's nobody. The five Too days long. thing. Um, yeah. So for people to sit up there and bitch, because here's my thing, and <laughs> I just actually we dropped the video. Me and Jazar Riches. Shout out to Jazar Riches, who's also another multi-talented actress and writer. Um, the good point that she did bring she up is that. Uh, I mean, she's married, so, haha. <laughs> yeah, anyways. I mean, but she's married. Her husband also does great cinematography, too. Shout out to Rodezon, so. This what is what? I'm sorry, what's his name? Rodezon. Wait, 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 wait. Rodezon. Oh, wait, how so, old is he? So, D-A-Y. I think he's like 32, 33, 34. Wait, 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 wait. Rodezon. Rodezon. So, that's his legal name. That's not his legal name. That's obviously his. I don't know, nigga. No, that's what we're what we asking. Yeah, no, that, that's old? not. Because niggas is niggas. <laughs> no. Niggas um, is niggas is niggas is niggas. But she brought up a great point. Like, black people, anytime, okay, Will Smith can put out a trash movie and people just, oh, that was trash. Okay, that's great. Yeah, you know what I'm Denzel. Right? Yeah, Denzel puts out a trash. Eh, what, where's Denzel? We love him. Oh, Spike yeah. Lee. Oh, yeah, that was trash. And oh, but when it comes to Tyler Perry, everybody's like, oh. How dare you go again? Do you know what Tyler Perry's done for us? And you being a hater, he has his own black studio for black people. You better appreciate what he's done for our people. No. I, I can't accept that. I feel like she sounds passionate about this. Because I, I, I am. Because I'm, I'm tired of mediocrity being the headstone of our culture and what's trying to represent black culture. And that's why I have to fight every single day to try and push to say that this is not what black people are. This is not the sum of what black people. When you look at black people, we're not just a bunch of ghetto coons who has a, a loud... As I always say, black people get, are not a monolith. We are not. No. We're, we're a multifaceted people just like everybody else. So we're not just one thing. Unfortunately, as it were... Um, we depict it the same way all the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's just one of those things where I, I just, I wonder sometimes like why, why, like why is it we're not, we're not treated the same way? Why are we held to a different standard? I don't I, say we're held to a different, well, actually we are. I think we're held to a different standard because we we are we are not expected to do better for ourselves. 
And, sure. and, and, and the way I say this is this. We have been fed this image of ourselves for years and years and years. Decades. Decades. Maybe centuries. Yes. Um, and we have subconsciously accepted this image of us. Mm-hmm. For those of us who actually look out of the box, we're saying this ain't us. But it has to take a lot more of us to actually change the perspective of us for uh, for our perspective to be changed. And as of right now, 2020, you would think we would have to drive to do it. Mm-mm. But as a whole, we're not there yet. I think what happens, though, is the whole concept of being pro-black is, mis- is misconstrued by a lot of black people. Because for whatever reason, people assume that being pro-black means I'm rooting for I'm and I'm rooting for everybody that's right. black. And that's right. right. You should root for them to be successful. Right. But I'm not going to support if your work is not quality. I'm going to tell you about it. Exactly. I should be able to criticize you and say, yeah, no, that ain't it. Right. I should be able to say that and not be viewed as a quote unquote hater because I gave you some constructive feedback. I said, yo, that just wasn't it. It needs to be better, and you need to do better. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we're in a space now where, if if you're not su- blindly supporting a bl- another black man or a woman, you're a hater uh, because I have yep. a difference of opinion, or I have a I have a different feeling about what's going on here, and I feel like you should be doing. More. And usually, I notice too the pattern is it's with the most uh, mediocrity people. That it's, oh, you can't hate on them because at least they're doing this for our culture and blah, 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 blah. But then you get mad and turn around when white people are calling us niggers and coons and saying you act like baboons that don't know how to, you know, basically act in public. And uh, why do we want to be around you? Then it's like, because look at how you are behaving. Yeah, it's it's a um, it's a thing. It's an ongoing battle unfortunately and this is one of those things where you just kind of like well i can't you don't want me to be critical you don't want me to voice my opinion you always give me this pushback about what the excuse is oh it was done in five days and nor oh yeah that's amazing like y'all just hang because y'all can't do it in five days i wouldn't want to yeah Mm-mm. no I've I've been a part of projects that were done in like, you know, three or four days and I mean it came out as the way it came out, but I'm gonna sit up there and be like, Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> y'all some haters cause y'all couldn't do it in four or five days of blah blah blah. about that project though. Was that the best quality you knew that could that you could get or not? Also, were you dealing with your at your disposal? Whereas he has everything right right well no no yeah and that's a different situation but i would even say even with that project just because of the storylines itself it was way better and i mean we were under oppressed for time because there was a deadline and stuff like that so of course like with that because independent filmmakers we do have to be extra critical and we have to see things like really on the total because we don't have the money so and i feel like that's not an excuse and Tyler it's not. It's not. It's not an excuse, but I think what it is is, um, it's, it's a certain level of honesty that you have to have with yourself. Yeah. And I feel like with Tyler, 
because he's only listening to himself. Yeah, no, I can't excuse that because you're only he, listening to yourself. You only hear your own voice. As far as you're concerned, you're doing everything right, and you're not being right. open. He said having a writer's room was like a nightmare to him. Right for eh, him, it's which like, I, no. I honestly I like think that it's... only thing, only way that that you know that remind that that sounds like to me is like Vince Vito and everything and saying fuck what y'all saying. This is what I think should be done. It's gonna be good shit. And because <laughs> I, exactly, exactly, I was thinking. I know, no, because I know p- people personally who have worked with him uh, not too long ago when he was doing his Medea farewell tour and they actually were like like going on tours with him and stuff. They say he's pretty much an asshole. Like he got mad and punched the TV at one of the events because he didn't like the way the TV was set up. Sir, you're you're getting mad and throwing fits and, and punching TVs because of the way the TV looked and was set up. And like even somebody else was saying like he had this whole huge ass entourage and like he came around the corner and it was like he was beelining for it. Saw him, but didn't even say nothing. He just kept moving. He didn't say excuse you, didn't even acknowledge him or anything like that. It was just like, you know. Get out the way. Basically. Move. Yeah. So, again, for you people who are sitting up here like, yeah, well, shut up because y'all be some haters. And, you know, because I can't wait to work with Tyler Perry. Uh, You might want to think again. Because, again, uh, looking at the quality of the work, you have no excuse, especially when you have your own studio to be putting the project together in five fucking days. Um, and one of uh, my industry peeps also brought up a good point, too, because now, before, he was under contract with Lionsgate, but now that I guess he's going solo now, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Because I guess, you know, with Lionsgate, they weren't going to tolerate that shit, just putting out any and everything and doing what the fuck you want to do. So he probably is showing his true colors, and this is really how it is. Well, that's, that's something called um, quality control. Mm-hmm. And from what I'm hearing from you uh, now, at Lionsgate, obviously you have to do that. You have to meet, meet a certain standard. Yes. Now he doesn't have that. It's him. He makes the final decisions and everything. Yep. Like what um, the king says. Like with Vince McMahon. <laughs> See now, McMahon. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to bring this up. Raw has been trashed for years. Yes, I agree. Um, and that's what pretty much, I hate to say this. For my generic friends, this is um, fans, this is a wrestling reference, so yes. pay attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If Tyler Perry ends up being Vince McMahon and yeah, ends up he, doing his own stuff yep. and have yes men, and even though the fans say or the people who's who's behind him saying, "Oh, you can't do that. It's terrible. This and that and the other," and he does it anyway, it will be trash, and it's going to keep producing trash. And as fans of Tyler Perry, you shouldn't be accepting that. <laughs> you should be like, okay. This is not good, or at least at least say how you really feel. You don't have to be trashing it, trashing it, trashing it. Okay, constructive, constructive criticism. List what you have, what needs to be improved. Now, when he puts his next film out, and he does it, and if he makes the adjustments, okay. 
if he doesn't make the adjustment, at this point, it's an ego game, and I yeah, know it's an ego it game, is. and that's fine. Right. It, it, and that's if that's what it is, it is. I, I just I'll get to the point where I'm not gonna. I'm not. Gonna, I mean, I don't. I'm not like I said. I'm not a Tyler Perry fan. I don't really care one way or the other. But I just this whole narrative that we can't be critical of a, a, a black our artist because or our own people because we're like, black. It's one thing to say we don't. It's not like we don't want him to be successful, but we want him to also do better. Exactly. We want, we want us to be portrayed in a it's different stopped. light. We want we want you to grow as an artist and be great. Because that's why. And we it's were... not and uh, and people and it's not because we want you to win awards or anything like that. We just want you to be great. We want you to do. We want you to do better. We want you to um, grow as an artist because that's what I want for any any artist wants an other artist to grow and develop. And, and like that's the one thing I always do, whether it's music or anything. What I always love to do is go back and see an artist's journey, how they grow, and exactly. how they and came up. And I've been around. Uh, I'm old enough to have seen him from the plays. And the thing is, he's not doing anything different. And that's why the best movie he's had to me. Um, what was that fucking movie? The Family That Prays. Yep, that's, that was the best one. Mm-hmm. That was a well written movie. Yeah, that movie was great. And I don't know if he wrote that. I just don't, by him. I don't yeah, think so. I, think he, no. I don't think he just wrote that movie himself. But that yeah, was a no. good movie. <laughs> the storyline, the way it was written, that was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Other than that, all the other movies for me have been the same storyline. But that movie was it had more depth to it. It has. It wasn't a straightforward storyline. It was a lot of different shit. And just the way it was was like oh. And women were actually empowered. Yeah. It wasn't. So just, it was. It, so I think it's one of those things where he has he has his narrative that he likes to tell, and it's fine. But like I said, it's getting to the point now where he's like the lifetime movies of black lifetime film of black <laughs> movies, and it's like, dog, you gotta yeah. you gotta you gotta step it's, up and at it, some point. We can't make excuses for him because I mean it's been done. Like Spike Lee has been able to do that for the culture. John Singleton. Well, that's the reason why Spike Lee was critical of him for so long. Yeah. It's like, yo, bro, you need to. Like, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> like, oh. and, and, and my thing is, we also got to stop this whole narrative that if we are being critical of um, of some other black artists, it's because we're, quote-unquote, acquiescing to what the white man wants, and that's not true. No, Because the reality is, whether you niggas want to understand it or not, Tyler Perry carry more white people want than y'all, than y'all need to understand. Because mm-hmm. guess what? You know who wants to see black people cooning more than anybody? White people. Yep. Mm-hmm. White people want to see black people in these cooning-ass movies and these these. Dia, Halloween movies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's who's mostly. It's the same reason that white people spend more money on hip hop. White people spend more money on Tyler Perry movies. I can guarantee See you that. I just because had to those see movies cater to what the stereotypes the that white people, people have for black people. Um, so those movies are exactly what those white people want to see. So if you don't understand that, then you clearly don't know what goes on in the world. I just had that discussion with somebody. Um, I mean, because of course their opinion was different. Uh, um, which, hey, again, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But what I was trying to get them to understand is that, um, yeah, with Tyler Perry, I don't think a lot of those pe- the white people that do, you know, go out and watch and support Tyler Perry movies genuinely think that, oh, well, this is some good quality, you know, work that I like to watch. I really do believe that this is just like going back into the days where they used to do blackface theater and vaudeville and all that other stuff when they would get up on stage and have white people dress up in blackface Mr. and make fun of yep. yeah. Yeah, uh, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, as opposed to where I was like, well, what about Spike Lee? I'm like, well, Spike Lee's pro-black, and 
white I mean yeah he might have some white people that are fans of his work but I can guarantee you his fan base of white people is not as huge as Tyler Perry's because again Spike Spike Lee wrote based off of the truth of how black people are perpetuating of that, I had a funny story so back in the day when I worked at Best Buy um Remember the two these two white guys was telling me, or his white guy, he was a he was a supervisor. He was telling me about how one day, um, this is back when um uh before Phoenix Theaters was Phoenix Theaters over on like Eight Mile. Mm-hmm. And it was uh AMC back in the day when Toys R Us and everything was still out there. Uh-huh. He said one day they was going to him and his boy was going to the movie, and he said he didn't know what was happening. He said him and his boys, two white kids, he said they go in the movie, and a bunch of black people just all walking out the movie at the same time. And they didn't look happy. He's like, We did not know what the hell was going on. We was like, what the hell? This don't look safe. Come to find out it was the night the uh, Malcolm X came out. He said they did not. He's like, we, he was saying, we ain't go to movies that night because they ain't like they want to see us. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it definitely looked like we, we was in the right place. That's <laughs> definitely not the night they wanted to see no white people. <laughs> well, wait, did they explain? So he said a bunch of black people walked out during Malcolm they, it was a, like a It was a mass of black people all coming out the movie theater at the same time. Oh, was the movie over? The movie was oh, over. Okay. So they were all coming out. Okay. So you know they was all charged up. And he said they all of them looked pissed off. Like they was not. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes people go, no, these niggas, like, they was ready to fight. Mm -hmm. And he said, and they couldn't find out was the night that Malcolm X came out. He was like, oh, shit. And he said, you got a couple of looks. And he was like, the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) They go, they about to jump us, though. (laughs) Couldn't find out. Yeah, it was that night. I was like, so yeah, like, movies that give that type of feeling. And Spike Lee has done different types of movies, but my thing is like, yeah, y'all gotta. His movies have not, for the most part, catered to the lowest common denominator. Right. And that's my thing. Um, they've told black stories in a certain way, and those black stories, typically, those black people are in position of, you know, outside of like you do the right things, which are told from that standpoint of you know, uh, black young black people in a, in a neighborhood and how it goes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you get to something like. Um, boomerang and stuff like that where you have black people who are successful black people and just talking mm-hmm. about their sexual relationships which before that time weren't things that were told right you didn't see that it's the same um it's the same thing that you see now where you have people um who are weirded out or who are surprised to see when they, you see tv shows where there are gay people in regular relationships and that's just a regular life it's the same thing back then. When people saw black people in regular relationships and shit, like, oh, like, yeah, like us. Yeah, nigga, they're really regular people. Yeah, our TV they shows. They have regular, normal-ass relationships just like you. Right, our TV shows it's like It's just that you weren't, you weren't, sh- it wasn't shown to you or, oh my God, that's a real thing. Yeah, motherfucker, we're people. Yes, black we people We are actually be human beings. Shit. We date. There are actually successful black people who work in corporate America, mm-hmm. who wear suits to work every day. Mm-hmm. Like, are like, nigga they're like they're executives they're black like this is a real thing this is not like oh my god i didn't know this was real like, oh like, black people do this too like yeah it, like it's the same yellow? thing is like but it was, he was one of the first people to present that to people where yeah black people have these casual sexual relationships or they have these relationship issues just like white people
people, and you, you, all these times you've seen white people predicting, um, pre, um, depicted in these ways. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing for us. And we even are, opening uh, eyes to the black culture, especially for college with HBCUs. That's why I love School Day so much. And even with the TV show A Different World, it's like, yeah, black people go to college too. Yeah, they're educated. I mean, you know, we're all not stupid and whatnot. So. Yeah, it's those type of things that I wish, you know, we would probably, you know, be more proud of. But instead, everybody wants to glorify the the coonery of, oh, my husband done cheating on me. And I'm going to have my grandmama who preaches scriptures to whoop their ass. And, oh, we some ghetto bitches turning up in the club. And I'm dating this drug dealer nigga who has a wife and five other baby mamas. And you're a nigga. Let's get this money. Bang, bang, bang. My thing is, that's fine. And as that is a segment of the population, however, we, as I say, black people are not a monolith. We're not all one thing. Yeah. We are as multifaceted as any other person. We yeah. have, everybody has different experiences, different lifestyles, different choices they've made and all those things. We all have different things and we are all different people. So we can't box all black people into one segment and say, oh, y'all all do this, y'all all of this way because we're not. It's just impossible to do. Mm-hmm. But people should try it all the fucking time. So yeah. that's always my thing. Um, so getting off the title period because I'm, 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 I'm so. Yeah. We're, this, um, <laughs> So this came up. Was it yesterday when I was at work? And was, I thought it was interesting. So one of my employees was talking, and she's talking about how she's trying to look, find a guy who got money. Who like like only woman I'm trying to find this going a rich man's gonna take care of me. I'm trying to find a, a rich husband or some shit like that. Just joking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so one of my employees, he was like, "Well, my brother, he's 23, but he young. But he'll take you out. He'll treat you. Why? Why? He take care of stuff and whatever." And so one of my other employees, like, ain't no dudes at 23 taking care of no kids or nothing. They all immature and blah 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 blah. And so in an argument, like, well, you can't box every 23-year-old man into the circle just because you've had experiences. Like, no, all of them like that. You can't generalize that way. <laughs> like, while, yes, technically speaking, men mature slower than women. We, that is a, we understand that. However, experience, everybody's experience is different. Everybody's experience is different. At 23 years old, I've been, I had managed the biggest best buy in the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Like, ran that fucking store and was successful was in a committed relationship like I this is the thing like you can't generalize and say that because your experience and, it's, and she kept arguing like I'll bring studies that say it you can't ever say something that all of one thing are this way that is literally impossible I know some 23 and, and the reason I'll say it, you just never know how somebody's going to turn out if you had asked me growing up if my little brother would have ended up with all the kids he has <laughs> or being ra- being raised by my parents and it wasn't like he was like in so cuz if you didn't know my family uh-huh. you would have thought his dad wasn't there or he was in a single parent situation you know things like that no we were all raised in the same damn house middle class home my dad worked, took care of all of us. My mom was there. She once she couldn't work anymore, she was a house she was a housewife. Like we had a pretty, pretty, pretty great upbringing. wasn't We wasn't broke, nothing. My, we were we were we were taught right from wrong. We were, my parents we we so we did family shit all the time. Like we had a very just a typical middle class family, black or white. So. But 
if you saw how we were raised to think that he would be so much different than me and my sister as far as responsibility-wise. It's not knocking him in. It's, it's what it is, what the circumstances were, but that's what, those are choices he made. So for you, somebody to say that everybody's the same, because if that's the case, I would end up with kids too, and I ain't got none. My sister don't have no kids. She about to be 30. So my brother has first kid at 18, 17 technically. So you can't box everybody into one circle because what I was doing in 23 is totally different than what somebody else is doing in 23. But you just can't say that everybody's, um, of no 23-year-old black man is taking care of anything. They're not taking care of kids. They're not doing anything. Because I know plenty of men who are 23 who were taking care of the fucking kids, who were responsible adults, who held down a really, really good job, who busted their ass to take care of whatever and do that, and, and, and were very responsible. I also know who weren't. So you can't say all of them are. But I just, the fact that she generalized like that was like, really? And you could say, from my experience, these are the experiences I have. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But she was like, no, I'll bring you studies that say it. <laughs> Those studies don't survey everybody. You do realize that, right? Mm, right. You, you do realize what a sample size is, right? Let's see. Apparently she doesn't. Apparently not. No, no. No. So that was funny to me. Um, but leading from the maturity thing... So, did any of you guys see the, the Kevin Hart documentary? I only saw part of it. Okay. So, there was a point in the documentary that talked about when he cheated on his wife. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> if this is that one, because we had a discussion about this on the podcast a couple weeks ago, but go, go ahead. I think it's what... Go. So... The, and, and, and on the episode, Kevin talked about how his friends weren't there to keep him on track. Yep, and, I knew it. I knew um, it. I that was knew part it. of the reason it happened, <laughs> which, whatever. So then on the Joe Budden podcast, <clears throat> Joe was giving excuses that, well, um, that, hey, he just, you know, he cheated, you know, blah, blah. He was kind of, um, and then, um, Lonnie Love. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wait. On the was it the real? Yes. The real. She went to this whole and it's black people. <laughs> we gotta stop this shit. You know, but it's it's all trauma from slavery because black men were never taught how to love, and it's still trauma we have from slavery. And so he was never taught how to love a woman and be faithful. And so that's why that happened, and they still holding on to that shit. But the funny part is she's dating a white man right now as we speak. So, ma'am, oh, Jesus. Yeah, but so this is my thing. (sighs) Cheating is a choice. It is. It is a fucking choice. It is. It's a choice that you made. You made your choice to go back to the hotel room with said chick. You made your choice to take your clothes off with said chick. You made a choice to stick your dick in said chick. All choices is like on the old Eminem song. Wait, slip, fall, hand it on his dick? No, no motherfucker! <laughs> No, that was, that was a guilty fucking, conscience. Yeah, that was a fucking choice. <sighs> you make the choice. There is nobody is going to make you cheat. Yeah, no one forced Kevin Hart to go back to that hotel nope. and cheat. 
nobody made him go to Vegas by him fucking self mm-hmm. yeah. without his friends. My thing is this. If you need a support system to keep you from cheating, nigga, you wanted to cheat. Exactly. Yep. Um, I guess some people will call that accountability because I guess some people use it like if well, you and that's fine. If you know yourself, well if you clearly didn't my thing is this. And up to this point, he would go on the Breakfast Club all the time talking about my rib or his post, my rib, my rib, my rib, my rib, my rib. Why you punch her in the rib, bitch? Right. Like, what the fuck? You can't click. And you talk about how you fucked up with your, your first wife. Mm-hmm. How you would never hurt your current, your, and this is right before they were married. You know, he always, every time he would go in there and talk about his wife, talked about Aniko, blah, 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 blah. And that's great. <clears throat> but then you can't be the nigga yeah. to go cheat. Mm-hmm. You can't be that guy. And then say, oh, it's because my friends weren't there to hold my dick from stopping it from going into her vagina. Ooh, ooh. Like, it's just cheating. Why? And not just why. I'm, and so this is the thing. And I agree with Charlamagne. Nigga, you chose to cheat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's my thing. Right. Here's my thing. So when Charlamagne and Lil Duval Asher started this whole black men don't cheat thing, a lot of women were not happy. Yeah, I kind of still don't. Uh, but see, I understood what they were saying. Because I've always distinguished between men and boys. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that if you make decisions to cheat, you're not a man to me, you're a boy. So when they say yes, before I was a, when I cheated, I was a boy. When I realized that that shit's stupid and I, I have a great woman, that's when I became a man. I realized that was a stupid-ass decision to make. I grew up. So when they, that's why I was like, I understand what they're saying. Women took it as a literal thing, but I think they didn't understand that they were making a, distinguish, a, a, a distinction between a man and a boy. Mm-hmm. A boy is a man, is a guy who's going to make the excuse that because my friends weren't there, I cheated. Right. Yeah. Really? You you pretty much summed it up. Like, Mm -hmm. I've always been a firm believer, and I've never cheated. I've been cheated on, but I've always been a firm believer, and I've had and I've had opportunities to cheat. I don't care. It's what it is. Because I because if I wanted to get revenge, I could have. Um, I had every opportunity to cheat, and I just didn't do it because it just didn't feel right. But my thing is this: if if I get to the point where I am tempted to cheat on my significant other, two things. Either there's something in my relationship that's missing and I either need to figure out what it is, I also need to talk to my significant other. Because there's something there. There's mm-hmm. something wrong. There's something off in my relationship. There's something that I feel like I'm not getting in my relationship, whether it's a, um, whether it's emotional connection, whether it's a physical connection. There's something that's missing there where I am even entertaining the idea of going out and cheating. <laughs> this whole narrative that they've made for years that... Me- and it's been something that's happened for years, even like in the old, like old days, black women just, or women in general just accepted that men were going to cheat. And that is a bull, like men just cheat, men just cheat, yeah, men just sadly, cheat. Yeah, sadly, that's been taught in my family. It's a bullshit excuse, <clears throat> that it's a bullshit um, belief system that we've kept going for too many generations mm-hmm. that men just cheat. No, men, men that's a choice you make. That is a choice you make to say, you know what? 
I, I, and then think the worst part about the choice is you'll say you love this woman and you want to stay with her, but you're going to go out and do what you want, fuck you want anyway. Yep. So now you don't give a fuck about her feelings at all. Cause she at home taking care of home, taking care of your punk ass while you are doing God knows what with God knows who, because fuck it, fuck her feelings. Yep. Right. And if you really gave a damn about her fucking feelings or you loved her on any level that you say you did, you wouldn't go out and cheat. Simply mm-hmm. put, because cheating is a temporary thing. To have someone who loves you unconditionally, who is even willing to deal with your ass after they find out you cheating, or if they even suspect you cheating, but they still hold you down. Even, and first of all, I feel sorry for women who, like, under in the doc, she said, I'm glad it happened because he became a better man because of it. The fact that black women and women in general have to say that shit because they have to accept that a man that they love cheated on them mm-hmm. is bullshit. It is. Right? And that's part is why bullshit. I'm not dating now. It's such bullshit. It is. And I feel, I feel so bad for women who have to say this bullshit and say, oh, I'm glad you did it because it made him a better man. How about he could have just been a better man? Yeah. Um, like... I just that's honestly that's why I've given up on dating in general because it's just it, I, it's too much bullshit I've I just been doing with men Ashley gives up dating once every six months shut up anyways um that but also hearing too many horror stories and even being approached by men in my inbox who I know that are married or in quote unquote committed relationships trying to get on and then I have to politely check their ass and tell them to get the fuck on because you're in a relationship and I've had one guy say what the fuck does that have to do with us and I'm like because you're committed whenever I hear relationship or dating stories from my sisters first of all I was dying laughing because I was listening to my the latest episode of my sister's podcast shout out to Casey and Hendrix by the way to your hey. podcast by the way the last episode was fucking hilarious because first of all my sister was drunk Wow. <laughs> um, she had went to day shift at some strip club with one of her friends or whatever, right? So she was drunk when they recorded. It's hilarious. It was she was like she was on one. Wow. And so at some point she was talking about her two recent dating experiences and the one she said, like, usually I don't be out like, you know, after eight o'clock, once I'm home, I'm not going out. If you don't if you ain't I let agree. me know about plans before five o'clock, I'm not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. I need to know ahead of time. But dude, she said, dude, here up at like eight or eight or ten or some shit. Like, yeah, let's go, bowl, let's go bowling or some shit. And so normally she said, she said, she she would say no. She's like, no, nah, I'm good. Um, but this time she said, she's all right, whatever. I'm not doing anything, whatever. Then she said, all right, well, and I think it was the night it, was, it snowed last Friday, right? So mm-hmm. she said, well, we can just meet here, whatever the case may be, and and, and just do whatever, and then go whatever. We can meet up here, and like it's like it's like 15 minutes from you, 15 minutes from me. We can just meet in the middle. He and then he hit her back with the. Well, it don't matter what we do, cause you picking me up. Are you driving? Nigga. Really? And she's like, "Hold Nigga. the fuck up, nigga." She said, "Um," she said, she said, "Hold up." She said, and she was so stupid. She's like, "Kanice," which is a real name. She said, "Kanice ain't picking that nigga." KC. Ain't picking nan, ain't none of them bitches kicking nan nigga up. She said, I am 50 fucking years old. <laughs> she said, when I was younger, in my early 20s, I would do this shit. Yeah. Bitch, I'm 29, about to be 30. I ain't picking nan Mm-mm. nigga 
up. No, and she so she's like, and so she's like, yeah, nah. So she's like, you live twenty five minutes from me. The place we going is closer to me, so I gotta drive past that place, come back, then drive back that other way to drop you off, and then come back. No, nigga. So then she's like, he's like, oh, I got a good idea. We can, or we can just, I, we can just, I could just order something to um, eat, and then we can just chill at your crib. No, nigga. Mind you, it's their first date. No, nigga. No, nigga. Fuck no, nigga. <laughs> no, nigga. No, I don't do the first. Um, so he, she said, Nah, I don't. I don't do the whole crib thing on first dates and all that. She's like, he's like, uh, he, he gonna hit her with the. That's because you weren't doing it right. What the fuck? That's what he said. That was his. You wouldn't do it. Wait, what? Oh lord. Hey, first of all, how you trying to order foods at my crib? <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it was it was hilarious. I was dying. I'm like, but the fucked up part about it, she said, yeah. See, I'm I'm. She said, I gotta be selective though about how I talk about this, cause she's like, she said I fucked up, and this is why you don't eat where you shit. She don't you shit where you eat. She's like, cause. This is that's my mechanic, and he just like he just fixed my car for the other day, so I got to kind of be uh, selective on how I actually say this shit to me. Like I don't like normally I'd be an asshole about it, but I had to be like real selective on how I say it because he been hooking me up on the on the repairs. <laughs> She said, "Real." So I gotta be careful because she's. Like, I don't even know why I gave this nigga even, even uh, the um, even the thought that he can even date me in the first place. But I was being nice, and now I gotta be like, I gotta really be generous on how. <laughs> then she's like, "This other dude." She said that she had just met. Like she said, I couldn't get this nigga my. I just gave him my number, and she said. We have a random conversation, like you know where you where you where you stay, where you from, what you like to do, what kind of work stuff like that. She said she said we couldn't send ten text messages. Then she said a random she get a pic. She's like maybe this pic is fake. Nope, random dick pic. Just out of nowhere, nigga. We couldn't even send ten text messages. Mm-mm. Here this nigga go with a dick pic. Really, nigga? <laughs> you know what? It's, it's it's sad right now because there's girls or females. Let me let me say this. They get that all the time. Oh, yeah. And what and what they've been doing. And let me just say this. I hate it. Oh, someone will post it. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. I hate it, but I understand why. Because I don't want to see no male genitalia on my on my social media page. Let's just let's just be real about that. Oh. <laughs> okay. So this was this was Wait, I think uh what was it? This was 2018. Uh, this was a random date that I went on, which that was the the first and only date I let, went let's, on. With let's this be clear. She always has random dates. So. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so the guy, apparently we were Facebook friends, don't know him from a can of paint. Um, And somehow, like, he randomly inboxes me. He was like, oh, I just noticed uh, we have the same last name. I hope we're now related, LOL. I was like, I don't think so, because I never see you at my family reunions, LOL. So then he's like, "Uh, do you mind if I take you out on a date? And I was just like, (laughs) honestly, I didn't want to go because, of course... I was in a heartbroken position, depression, blah, 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 for the last situation. Anyways, um, side note, yeah, fuck that. Anyways, back to what I was saying, um, I I really was hesitant because I really did not have the desire to go out on dates, but I was like, no, fuck it, free food, free drinks, just fucking go, Ashley. So I was just like, okay, well, he at least did, you know, ask. And then, you know, it started off kind of cool. Like, he was like, well, what kind of foods do you like? This, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, don't be such an asshole because usually I'm just going to say no to anybody that I'm not really interested in. But I was just like, "Uh, just, just do it, Ashley. And so... I was like, uh, well, Mexican. And he was just like, okay, um, 
with some good Mexican spots by you. Not talking about El Nibble Nuke. And that's off of Eight Mile of Farmington. I like it. Um, they're just close too early. But so then uh, we exchanged numbers and I, then we started texting and then he's asking stupid questions like, yeah, so you drink? And I'm like, um, yeah, I do. And he's just like, and then it just jumped into, so what's your sign? And I'm like, I'm a Scorpio. He's like, oh, I know how y'all be. And I'm like, no, how I be, how do we be? Even though I kind of hinted at where he was going with this. He's like, y'all some freaks. And I just put a whole bunch of dots like, okay. He was like, what? That's not true? Like, you got, you got any nudes or any pics? And I'm just like... Uh, sir, no. And then he tries to FaceTime me, and I have this thing where, honestly, I don't like people FaceTiming me unless it's for business purposes. Because even my own best friends, I don't like FaceTiming, and half the time I will reject the call. So that's exactly what I did. And he was like, I was trying to FaceTime you. And I said, because I don't do that. I'll just, I'll see you at the date. Fast forward, the night of the day, I kind of already didn't want to go, but I was just like, fuck it. So I mean, I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't even attempt to be cute because at this point in time, I was already turned off by him and I was just like, I'm only going for the free food and free drinks. So I just pretty much put on whatever. I mean, it was still decent, but it wasn't like, oh, he about to get it tonight if he see me in this outfit. No. So I get there. I'm waiting. Uh, he so said, you can't get the new photo shoot, Ashley? No, not at all. <laughs> this was in 2018, by the way. Oh, yeah. So yeah she had confidence like that back shut then. Up. Any, shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Anyways, um, so she I get to She wasn't feeling herself back then like she is now. I pulled up to the restaurant. I'm texting. I'm like, I'm here. And he's like... We have to widen the doors for our ego now. Oh, <laughs> Shut up. Uh, no, not she really. She got all niggas likes and shit. Now she's like, ah, oh, niggas in her inbox. Oh, shit. No, no, it's still no. Um, but so I pull up. I told him like, hey, I'm here. And he's like, okay, I'll be 15 minutes. And I'm like, because uh, he's like, I have to drop my daughter off, which I didn't know that he was dropping his kid off. And that he had a kid. I was like, okay, fine. So then 15 minutes drives past. He's still not there. Then that 15 minutes turns into 45 minutes. And I'm texting my friend like I'm about to pull off and leave because this is appalling. This is rude. This is disrespectful. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I'm so appalled. Like, I'm like, how, like, first off, how dare you just say that you're 10 minutes away and you're not even on time and you dick it, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, fuck it. He probably stood me up. I didn't want to be here anyway. So right as soon as I was about to pull off, this guy says, oh, I just pulled up. I'm here. And I'm like, <sighs> I would have said I'm not here. I, I was tempted, but I was just like, nope, I'm hungry. I want free food. So I get out the car. We meet at the door. And free food I, get those chicks in a lot of trouble. <laughs> a lot. Y'all can show up with some free food all the time. Y'all get yourself mm-hmm. all the type of predicament. We, we do. I, I will have to admit it. I will have <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we go inside and, you know, I think he probably kind of, he kind of looked me up and down and was thinking like, this isn't how you looked on your profile picture. He didn't say that, but I could just tell by the look. And, yeah, I'm just like, okay, whatever. So we get seated. And then in the middle of us being seated, he's asking me questions like, so you're an actress. Like, oh, so what kind of stuff do you do? Like, I want you to act for me. Please just know I this. want you to act for me? 
I that is an ins- I won't say it's an it's, insult, no, but actors insult. can it is. No, it's definitely an insult. We we can't stay. Don't you're, you're we're not, not a dog. You don't do shit on command. Yes, this is not. Don't fucking get us expect us to perform a fucking monologue when we're in a public place around normal people. Like we're here to have a good time. Not this for is me like to sit I hate when people perform. ask somebody who's seen the scene right off. But like nigga, I don't know you like that. All I don't right, for people. <laughs> you paying me, nigga. This ain't a show, nigga. Uh, uh yeah yeah. So I'm just like make a beat. No, nigga, you're no fucking fans. I said no. That's not how that works, sir. But at the time, I did have a, a show that was coming up. I was like, if you want to attend that and see me performing that, then you are more than welcome to. So we get seated. Um, and then, like, he gets on his phone. And so I get on my phone. And, you know, I'm just thinking, like, when is this shit going to be over? Then he gets up. He had two phones, by the way. So then the Wait, other phone. Two phones? Yeah. Drug dealer. Because yep. what happened? The Drug other phone fresh. rung. And he said, hold on. Hey, uh. <laughs> Who, who at the door? With the birds date. With the hey, bird. just, just knock three times. And he gonna open the door for you. So whatever he got, he gonna give it to you. All right? Yeah, call me back when that when that, that uh action's been made. All right, cool, boom. And then he's like, You you in the strip clubs? And I said, huh? Please. I would have if I were you, I would have walked out right then and there. Ah, yeah, we had, should've, I, you should have did the bad bathroom move at that point. <laughs> I was like, um, well, our food had just came out at this point. So I, don't I was care. just like, I was hungry. <laughs> See? She's get yourself. But then, hungry, yeah, so he was, I was just like, no, I'm not really a strip club person. He's like, damn, I mean, so what kind of fun do you like to do? You just like to be born? I said, I guess so. Because. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what type of thing you're into, but I'm not into it. And then another phone call comes in from the the burner phone, the drug dealing phone, and he's just like, man, nigga, what you do with that package, bro? Man, now I got to go down there and rectify this shit. Because mind you, this, this whole entire time, he doesn't tell me that he's a drug dealer. He says he owns a clothing line. Niggas always on the clothes. A clothing oh, line. And yeah, that's that it's was a laundering his, nigga. Yeah. So I'm yeah, that's his impression that he's under the clothing line. And he's just like, all right, well, fuck nigga. I mean, we I'm about to hit up the strip club, but if you want to make a transaction there, just let me know, my nigga. Yeah, boom. And then like the whole entire time we spent eating, he was on his phone, I was on my phone, and that was the last time I saw him because I had no intentions on calling him back. And then that that's pretty much how. And he hasn't been in your inbox since. Nope. I actually don't know how to turn the nigga off for real. <laughs> <laughs> it's her superpower. Hey, I mean it's worked perfectly fine. So, <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> so yeah, I just, like I said, I feel for the the shit women have to endure because there's some shit dudes out here and these dudes are terrible. They they have no tact. They are just terrible, terrible people. And um, it's fucked up out here. The, the dating game is fucked up. It's fucked up on both sides, but I definitely, like I said, every time I hear my sister's horror stories, I, I die because I'm like, niggas, really? This is what y'all did with the last dude she was fucking with. He he wanted to be a nigga all the time. You know, he was like, and the thing is, it was crazy because she was always torn because it was like he, he did shit for her, but she's like, he's, I felt like, like she said, I, I couldn't ask him the questions I would normally ask a dude because I felt like he, misogyn- he would ask him like a misogynistic way. Mm-hmm. Like and then she said oh, like yeah, uh, she was like he didn't like to drive on a freeway so he was she was always doing all his driving apparently I don't know 
Huh? The fuck? Yeah, apparently he was some something. When he was a younger. He was a car accident or something or something. So uh, he got nervous about driving on the freeway. He was still driving, just not on the freeway. So she drove most of the. Actually, drive. I know somebody like that. Like so. it was just weird, and also like his idea of fun. He never wanted to leave the city. Um, he so he's one of those niggas that don't go past eight miles. Like basically. he didn't want to leave the city. His idea, uh, like hanging out, was going around the corner with his friends and smoking weed in the abandoned house. Like just uh, dumb shit. Oh, oh god. She was like, yeah, nah. He wake up every day drinking and shit. Like it was all kinds of just dumb shit. It was going on. So. <laughs> Like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, but he keep doing shit for me. She's like, it's fucked up because you got to make a decision of, like, like, is he good to you or is he a good person? Like, you got to balance that out. <laughs> like, it's like, it's fucked up. Yeah, but she yeah. said, she also, they had nothing in comment. She's like, at the end of the day, they ain't had shit in comment. So she had to make that move. But, yeah, it's just, it's fucked up out here. And um, so I get it. But, like I said, the whole concept of... Like dudes cheating and the choice they make to cheat. I'm not gonna go with this bullshit excuse of it's a historical thing that men were not taught how to love and blah blah blah. And do, we need our friends to hold our dicks. I ultimately mask uh, hypermasculinity, misogyny, Toxic and the way we view women or way women have always been viewed in society as an accessory or a accessory to men is the reason a why prize, men do not object. care. Um, it's the reason why men do not care enough about their women to not cheat on them. They do not value them because they're viewed as something that's like a prize or something. An object, they and that's get. why rape culture is and glorified. It's what it is the because they don't is. look at them as um, they don't look at them as equals. It's that whole idea. Like I've looked. And I truly understand the concept of submitting and things like that as the Bible states and all that shit. But I'm also a firm believer that I want a person who is going to be my equal because I feel like if I view her as anything but that or if not my equal, then you you tend to not value that person and not treat that person as such. And that's also why some women, men feel they treat their women the way they do is they're they're Oh, they're just an object. They're just their accessory. They, they can try to control them. I had one guy, one girl I knew, she said that her ex would tell she couldn't leave the house without dressing up. If she went out in like sweats or pants, he was mad. She had to wear a skirt or a dress everywhere. What the hell? If her makeup wasn't done when she left the house, it was a problem. But you have so many men who are like that, who are very controlling, who who feel like their women or their property or their women are, they belong to them. It's the same thing with um, the whole idea of, like I talked about it before, the whole idea of asking permission to marry someone's daughter. She's an adult. Like, I can get your blessing and say, hey, I love your daughter and I'm going to marry her. And so mm-hmm. I'll let you know if that's something she wants. But asking permission, to that's different. Like telling them, hey, I want, I'm gonna marry your daughter. I want to marry your daughter. I'm gonna propose to her. And if it's something she wants you to do, not understand that. But just ask it out of nowhere because ultimately I feel like, ultimately it's this whole idea. It's the same thing with the whole Ti shit. Your daughter is does not. She's not your property. Right. She's just not. She's your child. You birthed her. You raised her. But once she becomes an adult, she she does not belong to you. Her body does not belong to you. So you checking her body or no one wanting to know what's going on in her body and things like that, that's a that's that's a lot. That's a that's way too much. And it just lends to the whole idea of male patriarchy and, and misogyny and this in the culture of women being treated the way they are and being treated as less than men. And it's just um it fits the whole three fifths of man thing, but it's it's for women because women have not been viewed equal to men for years. Mm-hmm. Shit. They just um it was something about the um the Equal Rights Act. 
with women that they still hadn't technically voted in or some shit. They, no, they haven't ratified it. They haven't ratified it. They and I guess when they went to, they finally got enough states, and then now they're saying, oh no, some of the states they're re, they're changing their vote from when they voted twenty five years ago or some bullshit. Right. So now they still have that's technically that shit was put in nineteen seventy two or some shit. Mm-hmm. Something like that. something like that, and it still hasn't been ratified. So technically, women are still not viewed as equal in this country. What kind of bullshit? Really? Well, you got to think about you got to think about the history of this country, though. Oh, I know, I, know, I, I mean, totally understand. I know why it is. It's just crazy to me that I would have thought that shit. I did not know that shit hadn't been ratified yet, and that's fucking ridiculous. And that's one thing you have to think about about this country. Think about all the first world countries, female leaders or had female leaders, except mm-hmm. for one country, the so-called yeah. leaders of the free world. Mm. Yeah. Keyword: so-called leaders of the free world. Not the one from Eight Mile the movie, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's is we we pro- we claim to be this progressive country or this country that's always. But at the end of the day, we're still a good old boys club. Yep. Yep. We're speaking as of, we speaking are. Of, speaking of which, um, did you hear about what's going on with the Grammys? Oh, that it's rigged. Well, that, that was only that was a small part of what was going on. Ooh, I didn't hear the whole it's thing. It's fucking all right, rigged. So, but come on. All right. So here's the thing. So what was so what was going on? So Neil, so Neil Portnow, who was the um, CEO and president for the last seventeen years, he was replaced by uh, Deborah Dugan, um, and they brought her in to kind of change to first of all modernize the academy, make some changes to what was believed the academy to be very a, a good old boys club and things like that to change a lot of things. What she found and what initially what happened, mind you, she only been in the office for five months. Mm-hmm. So she was placed on administrative leave on January sixteenth. Um, and was this the said, same lady that came out and said that the Grammys were yes. rigged? Okay. So yeah, so she was placed on administrative leave earlier this month. Um, after a senior staffer, mind you, um. Um, some uh, she was a, apparently and she was also the right hand of the previous CEO, so you know the fix is in there because she probably she probably still was loyal to him. Mm-hmm. So she's so she claims that she uh, she was bullied, being bullied is what she claimed by the new CEO um, Deborah D- Dugan. So the academy has hired some third party investigators to see what was going on, see if the allegations are true. However, back in December. Dugan sent a memo to HR, um, and basically she said they were paying the organizations paying exorbitant legal bills, presiding over improper voting procedures, and turning a blind eye to conflicts of interest among members of the board of trustees and outside legal counsel. Um, she asked to leave her. She said, "I would, I would step down, but I want." Um, she wanted a certain amount of money to step down. Basically, she's like, "I'm leave. I'll leave, and I'll, I'll withdraw my complaint if y'all give me twenty-two million dollars, something to that effect." Well, um, for stepping down, <laughs> she said she would resign. And mind you, it's only after five months of being in the role. Uh, yeah. Academy countered the offer with something that was way less, and so of course she didn't. So then, so after her suspension. Um, she she sent the she um, had a legal complaint against the academy, um, and so let's see. 
and her, her lawyer said, uh, her co-counsel said, when our abilities is not restrained by a 28-page contract and legal threats, we expose what, what happens when you step up at the recording uh, academy. Um, and so in the legal complaint, she she lobbed a number of allegations against the organization. Among them was a claim that Portnow, who was the previous CEO, had previously been accused of rape by a female recording artist. Oh, and that, Lord Jesus. Oh. And that Dugan and the um, and the Academy's former chief of information, Megan Clark, had been sexually harassed on the job. Dugan, um, Dugan said she was sexually harassed by the outside counsel, Joe Katz. Um, Katz and Portnow denied it, of course. Um, and also including the further details on the allegedly corrupt Grammy voting process. Um, and so in use of the, so the term of step up when she used it earlier, that was in reference to something um, Portnow said back in 2018 when he, um, when he suggested that women in music industry need to step up to advance their careers and receive more recognition at the Grammys. Um, because that was basically because they only had one one a female award given on TV that year, only one, and that was 2018 when a lot of women had great music, and only one award was given to a female on TV. It was only televised. It was basically a good a boy show, and so that's when he made the comment that the women need to quote unquote step up. What motherfucker? So let's see. Another, uh, so a few months later, apparently, um, okay, uh, there was something where they were, um, they were moving funds away from a charity, the music, I, music care, music cares found, um, found charity they have in music, um, improperly moving money, um, and it's just a lot of different things going on in the academy, basically. When they say there's impropriety in the voting system, they're like they pay for a lot of outside counsels, and a lot of these lawyers have uh, relationships where they work with artists and different record labels and shit like that. So because these people are either tied to the board or part of the board or whatever, there's a lot of you know conflict of interest. The mm-hmm. other thing is the makeup of the board is it. They just added a bunch of women in the last couple of years, but there's two black people on the whole fucking board. One is Leslie Jones, and the other person is some some writer. Mm-mm. There's not a, there's not very many black people on the board. Um, there's two. Um, they did add more women to the board, but that's just in the last few years. And even then, the men tend to dominate the conversation. So it just lends to this whole thing where people are doing favors to favors to nominate the people they want. It's still a good old boys club where either the black people are not recognized the same way or the or women in general are not recognized the same way. And it just lends yourself to the idea of just how all this shit is just fucked up. Um, because the reality is, and there's a lot of people that are sending the, the academy to overall their whole process, but the reality is you have people who have been in power for years who are not willing to let go. Mm-hmm. And you you and it just lends to that whole like, hey, we're in power, we don't want to let it's the same thing with white men in America. The reason that Trump won is because white men in America don't want to, they felt like they're losing power. Right. And they felt like Trump was going to be the one to put them back in power. Mm-hmm. He didn't, yeah. but that's what they thought. For, they're afraid of the brown in America. That's all they're I afraid say. of. The brown in America. And the reality is, you're afraid of people who are just people like you who just happen to be a different color. It's the most ridiculous fucking. 
racism and prejudice has to be the most ridiculous and the most dumb and illogical com like it's literally the dumbest shit ever you are you hate another person because they have a different color skin yep. than you mm-hmm. they're still a human being mm-hmm. but because their color is different you somehow believe you are superior to them what the fuck it's like it's like the person who goes on American Idol who's been told by their family all they like that they can sing even though they can't <laughs> so when, they, when they told by America they that they really can't himself. sing no they don't know what they talking about fuck you, I'm gonna Simon be Cow. great You're I'm gonna be a, a legend Simon Cow don't know what the fuck he talking about but they sing I'm gonna like be a this. legend I'm like a because their parents have been enabling them for years and that's essentially what white privilege is. You <laughs> people have been enabled for generations to believe that on some level you are you are chosen. You are the chosen one. Nigga, you are not LeBron. You like <laughs> you are you are not uh Drew McIntyre. Nigga, no. Like none of this shit. All you people think all you white people who are who are racist or believe that you are the quote unquote superior race or the other bullshit, y'all can't stand the sun too long. Fuck you. So look, you can't be superior and not be able to um stay in the sun, which is a natural element. So I'm just appointed. <laughs> That's like, so true. Yeah. Like who better than all who like who's better at all the sport? I I and this ain't even a race conversation. I'm joking. I'm being facetious, but I'm not. Cause like let's be clear, who's better athletes? Hmm, naturally, motherfucker. Naturally. We wake up and jump 10 feet. I'm just playing. But, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, when y'all, when, when, when it's, it's rare to see a white guy who can jump, and like, oh, white he's, he's athletic. Mm-hmm. He's athletic. Look at him. He's so athletic. That just means he's an atypical white guy. <laughs> like, it's just, and, and there's nothing wrong with it, but y'all can't claim to be the master race because y'all not. Like, it's just not. Y'all just have an advantage because the history of this world and this country says, hey, we've been taking shit for years, and so we don't want to give up the shit we took. That's all it is. Yep. Y'all took Sound a bunch up. of shit from other people. Mm-hmm. Y'all are Apple. <laughs> <laughs> we took a bunch of shit from other people and that like we created the shit. We don't want to hey, give a shit no, up. Don't do Apple like that. It's don't disrespect us. No, no, stop, stop. I will not accept that. I will not accept that. Don't involve Apple. You better take it's Burger King. Tr- uh, what are they doing there? Uh, McDonald's. No, okay, no. McDonald's. Apple has the largest company in the world. No. 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 And they really take just from everybody. They literally take you know shit. All that stuff? Shit that's been out for years. Right. They take it. I'm not accepting that. did not create iMessage. That's I'm Blackberry Messenger with a new name. Leave Apple out of this. No. We're not. And I love Apple products, except for that damn phone. But let's be clear. Uh, the, that, this Y'all didn't, the, the Apple Pay, I was doing Google Pay five years before. Yep. Uh, All these things were created before Apple got a hold of it. You, Apple, what you think they created the camera? <laughs> we didn't finish that shit. Nikon and shit. I know they were around before, but fuck all that. Uh, uh, uh. Like, it's just what it is. And that food, that's cool. But nah, bro. But nah, it's just. It's funny to me. It's always going to be hilarious to me. And How? sad. Very, it's sad. very sad. It's very sad. It's just one of those things that you kind of have to accept. It just, 
that's what America is. America is going to be that. America is, but we don't have to accept it. We don't. We don't. We don't. You're right. However, um, I wish I could wave a wand and change it. But we can't. Nope, nope. We can't. I can't. Kind of like, uh, I'm not sure if you're going to bring this up. You had plans to bring this up about what's going on, I believe it was, in, in, some, in some southern state. I believe it's Texas. About to do with dreadlocks. Oh, that he has to cut a manure to graduate. I am in the process of growing dreadlocks, so of course that pissed me off. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I wish a motherfucker would. First off, dreads, I say, are the essentialness to a black man. I love a black man with dreads. <laughs> Okay, uh, one of her many out. weaknesses that gets her in trouble. Uh, no. Ashley's weaknesses in order. No, stop. Ashley's order weaknesses in order. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> I know. Dick. <laughs> Dreadlocks. Dreadlocks. Oh my God, no. Dick. <laughs> no, don't don't say that. It's not. It can't be any dick. Let's just be clear about. I just that. said dick. I didn't. I didn't specify. I just said dick. dick yeah. is, is... Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you can't say anything. So we're trying. We're, we're kind of in the right area then. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> Anyways, but no, like you can't. Like it's like I said. It. They hate our culture. They hate what we are, and they don't want us to represent who we are. And it's crazy to me. And it's it's funny. And we are living in a country that prides itself not even 100 years ago on being a melting pot of culture. Yep. Which is, We're a melting pot. Right. Fuck that. You're not. Mm-hmm. Um, your assimilation. That's what you want. Right. Um, I just want to shout out to GZ because he's melting. He's no longer the snowman because he's... You know what happened when you when you fall in love, you do some shit that's different. Oh, you're just a different yes. nigga. When you start singing R and B songs and shit, hey, <laughs> it's just shit different, dog. When you in love, you in love. And Congrats. Like, I mean, because I know a lot of people hating, but look, if yeah. you love, he in love. Why right. is he happy? I don't fucking care. Okay, well, but, I think the issue they're hating more so on Jenny uh, because it's like, oh, but she was married to a white man. She told her husband back then she didn't want kids. Now she getting pregnant by Jeezy. Oh, they just love stealing our black man. Fuck that bitch. Fuck you. Like, like, why is like, you mad? Day, you can't help who you fall in love with. He ain't sitting on. He talking about he hate black women. Exactly. As long as he don't do as that. As long as you then... ain't bashing your culture behind. Right. You, well, who give a Say, fuck? Love who you love, dog. He happy. He right. singing Tevin Gamble songs in the car. He brought. He actually surprised her by having a nigga come sing at her birthday party, which was dope. Right. Um. Um. The Knicks are trash. Did you see here? You know how when you do the half court shot. Oh, games, I know where you're going with this. You know, usually you've been 150,000. Even uh -huh. college games, you can win 10,000 or your tuition is free. Mm-hmm. These niggas, this guy won $1,000 worth of scratch offs. And you know, a scratch offs, $1,000 worth of scratch offs, not winning the scratch offs. Just they bought $1,000 worth of scratch offs. Do you know how much those scratch offs end up being worth? $500 something dollars. He hit a half court shot and had to work only to get $500 something dollars. Y'all are a trash organization. Jim Dolan <laughs> is a fucking jackass. Fuck y'all. It was like the other time I saw it happen. They had a game where they had these kids. They had they had to do this like obstacle course. And the obstacle course were these two white kids having to. The first one was putting on baggy jeans. Then the next one putting on big ass oversized t-shirt. And then putting on Tim's and then and a, 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 a New York uh, baseball cap. And then having to go make the shot. What the in the most racist shit. Oh God. And that's that's the reason people in New York are becoming Brooklyn fans. This is I just this happened in New York. At the New York. The Knicks game. These are, this is what happens at the Knicks. New Year's Knicks halftime games. Now, the, the thing, halftime. now the thing is, I mean, the Knicks has been have 
they've been trash since he actually brought the yeah. franchise almost 20 years ago. And what you have now is you got the Nets now. The Nets are not that great. Man. But the Nets are actually trying to be, and they have, they have put a better product on than the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Things like this, and even if the team sucked. It's just bad. It's just bad. And right. the fact, but the problem is that Knicks fans keep selling out, and that's the problem. Right. They keep selling out. Kind of like the keep, Lions. As long as they keep going and patronizing <laughs> really, really. the games, he's okay. not going to make any changes. Right. As, my question, why do it seem like Detroit teams have been cursed? It seemed like the Lions. We had one team that was winning. I mean, the Red Wings. Are, the Red Wings. I mean, yeah. the, the Tigers got to the But, you know, a lot of black people ain't going to count hockey because you, again. No, but they'll be downtown. If they they'll be downtown partying, so fuck them. Right. Yeah, you know? No, but it's just like, yeah. They'll be down in the Hacking Town Cafe, though. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately. But, yeah, it's just like. The Tigers? Really? The, the Lions is what I'm concerned ain't with. because do about that. Nothing about that. There's been a way. It's been a way since the 50s. You're going to have to accept that. No, it's been Are like they the, cursed with something? Yeah, no, the Fords the, the four the four do not. The Fords are Right. The Fords make money. Right. So as long as they keep making money and nobody's changing, it don't matter. But what happened? thought they were possibly going to give up their no no okay put it this way with the, with the new con with the current contract right now even if they never sell out even if they don't sell a ticket to four field they're still making money they're still mm-hmm. making the profit so why would you give that up nope exactly um no merchandise nothing they can make just off the team contract they're making profit Oh, yeah, because of Ford. <laughs> no, no, no. We're talking about the NFL contract. Oh. Just the NFL contract. So, oh. but yeah, you want to just take that L. It's not going to happen. Right. Um. But, uh, yeah. Um. You got anything else? I'm tired. <laughs> I'm all out of shit to talk about. I think, I think, I think we, we touched on We touched on everything. A whole lot of stuff. A whole lot of shit. Um. um also, for any guys that are listening, Ashley's available. No, I'm not. Please don't. You can email the pod. Do not solicitate me. Do, do not prostitute me. I'm not. I just said your people are interested. You can have a fan code. We can have the Ashley Hive. <laughs> no, that doesn't even sound right. Take her and get some Mexican food. You can have her. No, no. The lies, the lies, the lies. Show up on time. You might have it. No, don't do you that. Might, you might get it. No, I'm, I will truly Go shoot you down. Nine times out of ten, I'm going it. to reject you. So don't even listen. But if you're interested, you can follow her at that Ashley K-A-Y on Instagram. Um, and Ashley K. Evans, K-A-Y Evans on Facebook. Facebook. You can follow the pod at Down With The King Podcast on Instagram, DWTK Pod on Twitter, Down With The King Podcast on Facebook. Um, as I stated before, if you're interested in joining the pod, being a guest on this pod, or even suggesting topics, you can, um, I will, the link will be in the description of the pod. Um, thanks for D for coming through. Um, he'll be back eventually. What is your, uh, your handle, your social media handle? Sir, Instagram. That's the only one that's public. D underscore easily. <laughs> he has his reasons for it. Um, with that being <laughs> said, I'm, oh, you can follow me at the, the Real Will K T H A Real Will K on Instagram and Twitter. Um, with that being said, you can also email the pod at downwiththekingpodcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in Ashley, make sure you put in the No, uh, no, For the love you. of Ashley. Thank you, no. Um, with that being said, we're going to sign off here. Um, I hope you guys have a good week, good weekend, all that good shit. It's almost the end of the month. Also, one thing I did realize, I didn't realize that the All-Star Weekend and Valentine's Day are the same weekend. It's about to be a choosy-ass weekend. A lot of you chicks about to find out if y'all decided to make sure. Uh,
Yeah. Y'all about to sign y'all finally got to sign the main chick. And yeah. I, I you know what? As I always say, may the odds be forever be in your favor. But with that being said, we're signing off. Till then, you bitches. Bye, motherfuckers. Wow. <laughs>